0: This is the KGEZ Good Morning Show with John Hendricks and Robin Mitchell. Now, Glacier Bank's Community Conversations. 15 minutes with one of Northwest Montana's newsmakers.
1: Glacier Bank's totally free checking saves you both time and money. Visit your nearest Glacier Bank office today there's a convenient location near you glacier bank member fdic and an equal housing lender and this morning we welcome senator john tester good morning john good morning fellas how you doing good good now we understand it... we have more snow than you do in dc today
2: i bet you do uh <laughs> for sure it's probably a little chillier there too the isn't it yeah it's yeah. not bad
1: yeah, not too bad 27 degrees
2: oh man that's Chinookin.
0: Yeah, pretty. it's a heat wave. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, when I, I left the farm uh, yesterday morning, I guess it was, it was uh, 45 above, and then last night my wife said it was 2 above. So, hmm. Tis, yeah. tis, uh, tis, tis winter slash spring in Montana, I guess. You never yes. know what it's
1: going to do. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, talk with us a little bit about uh, the conditions out on your farm. Uh, it's been awfully dry in eastern Montana. Yeah.
2: Uh, it's been dry all over the state. Uh, uh, I, I can tell you that uh, where, where we're at, uh, I was down in Bozeman area, and he'd been in eastern Montana. It's all dry everywhere. It's dry up in your guys' neck of the woods. Um, it's it's a it's it's going to be a problem unless you know it changes, and it could change in March, uh, and we could start getting some moisture. We did get where I live about six inches of snow and in February, which it was wet snow. So it, it's, it's helpful, but man, uh, it's, it's been an open winter and the wind has uh, really wicked a lot of the moisture out of the ground that we had when we went into November. And so it's, it's, it's going to be, uh, unless things change, it's going to be a challenging year. I'll, I will tell you that. And things could change. I mean, it's Montana and people know that. And, and, um, you know, if we get the right moisture at the right time, but, Snowpack is not where it needs to be. That's gonna have impacts on levels in lakes like flathead and whitefish and, and all of them across the state of Montana. And it's gonna have some impact on our streams and fisheries. And, and so we, uh, we need a good old, uh, uh, a good old snowstorm uh, here while it's still winter time to get that snowpack back up. So we got some moisture to deal with, some water to deal with uh, when, when the heat of the summer comes.
1: Well, you're uh, you're farming organic, and you're dry land.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, look. I mean, uh, it's uh, it's a challenge. It doesn't matter what method you are using, even if you're irrigated, uh, if it's dry out, the irrigation doesn't go near as far. So, uh, and in dry land, you're you're dependent upon uh, your, uh, the good Lord for, for the moisture. And then look, we've been on this place now for 113 years and the good Lord has been very good to us. We've had good years and bad, but, but the last two or three of, you know, 21, 22 in particular have been particularly, uh, get your attention. Let's put it that way, because we not only had drought, I had a hailstorm that made my fields in 21 look like the top of a table. And, um, you know, and that just puts more pressure on things like crop insurance and the farm bill and, and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, it's farming. It's, it's like going to Las Vegas sometimes, you know, you, you put your money down and you hope you hope you hope you you can win. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, that's what you do in the spring. We're going to be seeding here in about a month or so. And uh, hopefully we've got good moisture to get the wheat out of ground. And then hopefully we can uh, get some, get some, get some rain and in april and may and uh if we get that uh you know we don't need a lot of moisture but we've got to have some to be able to cut a crop come fall
1: so john um why in the world would we want beef from anywhere else but montana
2: well i'm going to tell you we shouldn't want beef from anywhere else montana because we raised the best beef in the world in this country and montana happened to raise the best beef in this country so that's not bragging that's a fact so when president biden said we're gonna we're gonna lift a Uh, a standard and be able to import beef from Paraguay, uh, uh, I I said, no, uh, that doesn't work. And it doesn't work for a number of reasons. Number one, we've got good beef in this country. We shouldn't be bringing it in from somewhere else. That's number one. Number two, in Paraguay's case, foot and mouth disease outbreaks are happening uh, there uh, with regularity. Foot and mouth disease is very contagious and it could potentially destroy our our beef industry in the country because it, it spreads like wildfire, and so um, we said, "Hey, uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna change the rules and allow for beef imports from Paraguay, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put in a thing called a, uh, a CRA, uh, Congressional Review Act, and we're gonna we're gonna stop that change in rules from happening." And uh, Sen- Senator Mike Rounds of South Dakota and I have filed that resolution, uh, that Congressional Review Act resolution that would overturn the Biden administration's decision to lift this ban. And uh, and I think it'll pass, and I think it'll pass by darn good numbers in the, in the Senate. And then we can go back to making sure that our beef industry uh, isn't protected. It Make sure that it is able to do the work that it's done since the beginning of this country and that has raised the best beef in the world yeah.
1: senator john testers our guest and uh fentanyl man we can't get off of that and we will get on it big time in about 40 seconds hang on
3: how's your day going all right well it's about to get even better This is Jolene for Glacier Bank, member FDIC. I have news that will help your life run smoother, more efficiently, and maybe just a little more fun. Glacier Bank's brand new online banking platform has launched. That's right, your better banking experience is here. Go online or download our new Glacier Bank app in the App Store or Google Play Store. This platform is a pleasure to navigate and it securely takes care of your banking needs quickly so you can get back to your day or night experience streamlined 24 7 access from your computer tablet and smartphone We know you are going to like it
0: Glacier banks community conversations here again is John Hendricks
1: and we're talking with Senator John
0: tester Boy, I tell you what, fentanyl is one of these
1: things that has most of us here in uh, northwest Montana scared. In fact, we've got so much of it rolling through our state. Uh, everybody talks about it, but we're we're not seeing a whole lot of action uh, to, to try to stop it. Uh,
2: you're right. And uh, with with the exception of the Senate, I would say you're right. The Senate actually... Uh, had, a, had a good bill called the fend fentanyl Act that we put in the National Defense Authorization Act, and I do think it has everything to do with our national defense. Uh, we passed by big numbers, big, big, big numbers. The NDAA was sent over to the House for passage. In the wisdom of the House, they stripped the fend fentanyl part out of that bill and then passed the NDAA. So what, this, what the Fend-Off-Fentanyl bill did uh, was it, it really put the screws to China on these precursor uh products that they're sending into mexico to make uh fentanyl it would it, it would absolutely made a huge difference so we end up putting it on the supplemental bill that we passed that funds ukraine israel and indo pacific and now they're they're not passing that bill they're screwing around with that um it was in the border security bill that we had that did not pass the senate that would have really done some great things in securing the southern border and some of the same people who were talking about we need to do things different on the southern border voted against that bill too so we've had three bites of the apple two of those bites went over to the house the house stripped it out of one of them the ndaa the national defense authorization act and now they won't deal with the supplemental which i think is a huge mistake by the way we can get into later but but the truth is they're not dealing with the supplemental whatsoever and, um, and like I said, and it, was in, it was in the bill that uh, would have put more men on the southern border, put more technology on the southern border and changed the asylum rules. So, uh, and that bill didn't make it out of the Senate, unfortunately, because some people wanted it as a campaign issue in the fall, which by the way, if we did that with everything, Cause campaigns never stop anymore. We'd never get anything done. And that's exactly what the house is doing right now. They're just not doing anything. They're not doing the supplemental. They're not doing the appropriation bills. that should have been passed five and a half months ago. And, 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 and consequently, um, this poison stays on the streets and it is a poison. You can talk to anybody in, in law enforcement and they will tell you that this stuff has increased exponentially over the last five years. And, and quite honestly, uh, it's time to do something about it, and uh, and the fentanyl bill would have been a great thing to get done. By the way, was was and is bipartisan, and uh, we need to we need to get it done.
1: Uh, John, I was just thinking the other day. I mean, we could shut down the border completely, and I almost think maybe we ought to do that. Let's let's see where the fentanyl is coming from because it's not going to come. It's not going to stop coming into the United States. There's too big of a market here for it. Uh, maybe that's the way to handle it let uh, shut the border down and uh, let's find out where it really is coming from
2: yeah well look uh, if we'd have passed that bill on southern border protection um, and the border patrol people told me this a few weeks ago there were 6,400 people that come across the border that would have shut the border down nobody would have come across the border nothing period locked it down And that's why that bill worked, uh, would have worked. And and hopefully we'll get another chance to to vote on it. But the truth is, is you are correct, unfortunately, that if it is is stopped at the Southern border, it will, they'll go to a weak link in the fence. That might be the Northern border. Um, uh, By the way, that bill would also put more manpower in the Northern border. So it would have helped there too, but it might be the normal, maybe our ports. But the truth is, uh, we've got a pretty good idea that most of it's coming through the southern border and it's not coming through on backpacks. It's coming through in trucks and cars. We have technology to stop it. We just have to buy that technology and we can stop it. And then, then we'll have to look to see where it's going to come through again because, quite frankly, you're right, there's demand for it. This stuff is poison. It kills people. It ruins families. It's bad news for law enforcement. If they touch it, they get sick and could actually die from it. And so the the truth is, it's very, very bad stuff, and uh, we ought not be allowing it in the country. And and by the way, the precursor elements of this stuff is coming from mainland China, and uh, and and we we need to put the screws to, to them too, uh, for trying to ruin uh, us, the United States.
0: Well that's very insightful John uh, it sounds like a border wall wouldn't stop fentanyl if it's coming across in uh, cars and trucks yep. so having the needed personnel is uh, what it's going to take
2: huh 100%, 100% the personnel and technology and it's why customs and border protection supported this supported this bill that was a bipartisan bill that negotiate negotiated on for 4 months because they understand that if if they're given these tools they can stop a lot of the bad stuff that's occurring. Look, we need to know who's coming into this country. We need to know if they're a threat to this country. So we need to be able to have the time to, to do the analysis. Let's put it that way. This bill gave us the time to do the analysis. And if we couldn't do the analysis, the border gets shut down. So it's uh, it doesn't make... Uh, uh, it's just kind of frustrating, that's all. I mean, fentanyl is a bad thing. Everybody agrees it's a bad thing. It's a, a poison that's ruining our towns and cities and, and families. And uh, and there's a solution here that, look, they'll try to find a way around it if you pass a solution. But let's let's pass a solution in, and we'll address the next time it pops up, wherever it's popping up at. Yeah.
1: John, are we going to shut the government down this weekend?
2: I don't think so, but uh, that's the good news. The bad news is is that the word I'm hearing is the House is probably going to pass a, a week or two week extension. So the government run on in in four of the in four of the funding bills, the government runs out of uh, of money, it shuts down on four of those uh, bills uh, on Friday night. Um, the word I've got is is the House is going to extend it a week. And then the remaining eight bills I believe would be extended two weeks um, from a week from this Friday out two weeks past that. Um, the good news is, is it's not gonna shut down. I think the bad news is, is that it once again, we're kicking a can down the road. Once again, I don't know what changes between this Friday and a week from this Friday. Uh, these bills, uh, they still have to be agreed upon. Uh, they're all written for the most part. There just has to be an agreement between the house and the Senate on the final language and that agreement hasn't happened yet. Uh, I don't know if another week after five and a half months of, of kicking the can down the road, uh, gets us to a point to get it passed. But the truth is if the house passes an extension, which I got in pretty good notion, they will for a week and two weeks, um, the Senate will probably pass that extension too. Uh, but, but the fact is, is that, uh, and I've said this before to you guys, the lack of urgency here is, is doing nothing but helping our enemies in this world. And, uh, you know, the small businesses, uh, university units, um, uh, military, veterans, agriculture, you name it, uh, by extending this budget process, five and a half months past when it should be done, just adds uh, a uh, uh, uncertainty to the equation. It cost taxpayer dollars, wasted taxpayer dollars, and uh, that's not why we were sent here. We were sent here to do a job, and we should do the job, have the debate. The supplemental is a prime example. If the Speaker would put that supplemental bill that has money for Ukraine, Israel, and Indo Pacific on the floor, critically important, by the way, most of the money for Ukraine will be spent right here in the U.S., uh, replenishing our stockpiles, but if you put it on the floor, it would pass with over 300 votes, but he refuses to put it on the floor. I don't think that's what the forefathers had in mind. Uh, uh, I, I really think that this has been a majority rule negotiate. Nobody gets everything they want. You come up with a compromise piece of legislation, and you put it on the floor and vote on it. If it passes, it passes. If it fails, it fails. That's exactly what's happened with this supplemental. Put it on the floor is what the speaker should do, and vote, and uh, see what happens. Uh, you know, and 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 so as um, we look at the, the, the funding bills that are going to run out uh, Friday evening and then a week from Friday evening, this extension will give them two more weeks. But the truth is, is that there has been such a lack of urgency. I'm not sure we'll get it done if you give them another two weeks because we've been at it for five and a half months. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, I mean, as far as immigration is concerned, we've been at that now for decades. better than two decades, <laughs> maybe beyond yeah, that. Right.
2: That's 100% right. Yeah. That's right. And, no, the, and,
1: and, you know, the same thing yeah. happened, John. John Boehner would not even yeah. allow the discussion to come on the House floor when it came to comprehensive uh, immigration policy reform.
2: That's right. that's right. That was a bill that passed the Senate, bipartisan in nature once again, passed the Senate with a healthy margin. I think it was close to 70 votes. Uh, sent it over to the House, and it died because he'd never take it up. And I think that's a prime example of another one that if he'd have put it on the floor, it would have passed. Uh, but... Um, but I don't know. I, like I say, I don't know. The place is, place is broken. That's all I can tell you. Okay, fellas. now, John, uh, it seems to
0: me, now this is just an observation, that uh, the GOP is real good at name-calling, uh, but uh, the they, uh, uh, bumper-sticker mentality. I remember a time when they called it the Democrat Do-Nothing Congress or whatever. Yeah. Uh what do you think is happening now that the GOP is in charge? Maybe it's time to call them do nothing to put the pressure yeah. on them because uh, you know, something has to be done.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well look, guys, I mean I've got I've got great friends on the other side of the aisle that we work on it. Dr. Mike Mike Rounds here a bit ago. I've got a letter with Grassley on holding big egg accountable and and, and work with Jerry Moran on veterans things all the time. But the truth is is when it when it gets over to the house everything is just stopping it's just stopping you know it, it send bills over to the house to die
0: and that's the and speaker that,
2: that 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 can't continue it, it just literally can't continue it's 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 self-defeating for our nation and and if you put on top of that the fact that um, you know China and Russia and North Korea and Iran now are um, I won't say working hand in glove, but they're working very close together on everything that's wrong in this world, whether it's Israel or whether it's uh, Ukraine or uh, the Indo-Pacific with Taiwan. Uh, All this uh, uncertainty does is make uh, Xi Jinping smile and make Vladimir Putin smile. And these guys are dictators that don't care about people's rights and freedoms and uh, quite honestly, uh, when we have um, people here that think that their job is to make it so government doesn't work at all, uh, it just empowers those dictators to be able to expand their influence and expand their, their, their ability to control the world. And uh, that's not good for the United States of America. You know, the economy of the world runs through the United States. We've got the reserve currency. It doesn't. That's not a given. I mean, that could be. That could. We could lose that, and this uncertainty uh, just gives China more and more power to say, "Hey, look at us. We're not screwed up. They are. Run your run your businesses through China. Make the yuan the uh, reserve currency, if that's the name of their dollar, and 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 continue to move forward." Um, I, I will tell you that it's it's not uh, it's not good business for for this country to be. Um, To have Congress is dysfunctional. Let's just put it that
1: way. It's just not. Senator John Tester is our guest. You mentioned big ad consolidation. Let's dive into that next. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm. How's your day going? All right, well, it's about to get even better. This is Jolene for Glacier Bank, member FDIC. I have news that will help your life run smoother more efficiently and maybe just a little more fun Glacier Bank's brand new online banking platform has launched that's right your better banking experience is here go online or download our new Glacier Bank app in the app store or google play store this platform is a pleasure to navigate and it securely takes care of your banking needs quickly so you can get back to your day or night Experience streamlined 24-7 access from your computer, tablet, and smartphone. We know you are going to like it.
0: Glacier Bank's Community Conversations. Here again is Robin Mitchell. Our guest today, Senator John Tester, always an enlightening conversation. FTC is uh, standing up against consolidation of uh, Albertson Safeway with uh, Kroger saying it would affect prices in markets like uh, uh, the one that we live in and now big ag consolidation. I know that's something that you're looking at. The Packers and Stockyards Act. Where do we stand on that, John?
2: Yeah, well, Robin, uh, on the grocery thing, I mean, I will tell you that competition's good. It's what makes uh, what's make capitalism work and when you have consolidation uh, it Capitalism doesn't work so good when you have a consolidated marketplace. We have seen, with the, with the four big packers as an example, they control 80% of the American beef processing industry in this country. Now, over 100 years ago, we passed a thing called the Meat Packers and Stockyards Act. Packers and Stockyards Act. 1921, I believe it was. And and quite honestly, that they passed that because the industry was so consolidated, they wanted to They wanted to make it so that there was competition, so capitalism would work. Great idea. Unfortunately, we're more consolidated today than we were when that Packers and Stockyards Act was passed over 100 years ago. And there are folks back here lobbying that wanna keep it that way. Why? Because those multinational corporations make a lot of money off uh, not only the American consumer, but also the American producer, farmers and ranchers. And by the way, the consolidation exists with grains, with the inputs that that the farmers and ranchers uses, all of it. I mean, we need more competition in that marketplace to help make those prices, uh, help drive them down because competition will do that. So we've got people out here that saying, hey, you know what, We, we, we like it the way it is. We don't want you guys fooling around. And so we've got a number of lobbying groups that are trying to put language in the appropriations bills that would keep things the way they are so that it continues to be consolidated. And they do it under the guise, oh, this is good for consumers, or this is good for farmers, which is total BS. But So the bottom line is, is Grassley and I, uh, when we caught wind of, of folks trying to influence folks, they don't try to do, admit to it to me because they know where I'm at. Grassley, they know where Grassley is. We put together a letter, I sent it off to all our colleagues and said, hey, if there's an effort in your appropriations committee to, uh, to weaken the Packers and Stockyards Act in these bills that we're working on right now, particularly through agriculture appropriations, I would ask you to stop that. Uh, don't, don't do that. Uh, because quite honestly, family farm agriculture is one of the foundations of this country. And when you have more consolidation in the marketplace, both on the input side and when you sell your beef or your grain or whatever you're selling, Uh, it it puts us in a situation where you can't make ends meet. And so it's just about holding people accountable, making sure that capitalism can work, making sure there's competition in the marketplace. And by the way, that's not only good for the farmers and ranchers, it's good for the folks who go to the grocery store too because they'll get a fair price there also. Instead of having all the profits ended up in these multinational corporations and we end up, both the consumers and the producers, end up on the short end of the stick. So we sent the letter out. Um, uh, it was an appropriate time to do it because we're working on these bills, and hopefully we'll get them passed, uh, and hopefully we can keep any of these language writers out of this bill that would weaken the packings, Packers and Stockyards Act.
1: John, as always, we appreciate the opportunity to have this great conversation with you, and uh, stay safe, and thanks for being a part of our show today.
2: You bet. It was a pleasure, fellas. Take care. Be well. Stay warm, okay? <laughs> we'll do our <laughs> thanks, best. John.
1: You too. It's Glacier Bank's Community Conversations, a service of Glacier Bank, where your checking is totally free. Just about anywhere you are in northwest Montana, you'll find a Glacier Bank office nearby. Keeping you connected to your friends and your community is an important part of the mission of Glacier Bank. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender.